0: sit back and relax as we kick the brain of coach chris verdell head coach of the alpine lady fighting bucks i'm rambling ryan wild and here we go hey coach how are you doing today i'm good and for the folks in the studio today we have chris verdell the head coach of the alpine lady bucks Chris, can you tell us a little bit about your background and and coaching history?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So this will be my 21st year coaching. I've been coaching girls for 20 of the 21 years. I've spent several years in West Texas. Uh, All my years I've been in West Texas. uh,
0: All righty. What are your favorite parts about coaching?
1: Oh, man, it, it's so f- fulfilling. Just, just It's one of the best jobs that you can have, just dealing with young people and, and having the opportunity to shape lives and, and be just role models for those kids and building better young young ladies and young men. That's really what it should be all about.
0: And just looking at this week right now, what are your, your thoughts about the game at Crane? My impression is that you all played a really veteran squad over there, uh, a lot of seniors it seemed like. What, what are your thoughts?
1: Yes, we kind of came into that game uh, with an idea of what they were going to do. Uh, uh, we knew the experience level was going to be a little bit more towards their side, leaning towards their side as far as, you know, as far as classifications. We knew that they had more varsity players that had more varsity experience than us, but we were pretty confident with, with what we wanted to do just the first half of that game. We, you know, we turnovers. Uh, we had quite a few turnovers, and we sat back in a zone a little longer than I wanted to. Uh, we should have we should have came out and, and really pressed them from the very start with a man to man basis. And I think it would have led kind of similar to what you saw in the second half. You know, we were able to create more turnovers doing that. We just we got to do a better job of finishing on transition. Something that we definitely came in and worked on the very next day after that. And we talked about it. So next time we see them, we definitely have a better game plan for them. And I think we'll be able to to handle them here at home for sure.
0: I'm excited for that. What are your initial impressions of Stan?
1: Stands—they're a well-disciplined group. Just overall, fundamentally, they have a new coach this year. Coach that was there previously, a very good friend of mine. He did a very good job with them. I don't know much about the new coach, but I, I know that the carryover from what he did will will carry over to this year. They're very disciplined on, on what to do on the offensive and defensive side of the, the court. They're going to be a—they're going to be a bigger team than us. A lot of teams that we face are bigger than us. We just don't have the size, so we have to make up with that with just you know. That's the reason we try to play as fast as we try to play. You know, we want to get up and down the court as fast as possible. We are not a a half court set team. We want to run the ball. We want to pressure the ball. We want to create layups. And that's kind of what our game plan will be going in the stand too. Now they do have a, a really solid sophomore guard. She's about six one, six two, and she's, she's really good on the inside. So um, we'll have a double down on her when the ball comes comes down into her, similar to what we did last year against them. Last year, they got us over there at home by about 15 or 20 points. But when they came over here, we were able to, to be the only team in district last year to beat them. It was a very exciting game, and, and we're hoping this year that we can pull both of those games off.
0: How many years have you been in Alpine and what are your team's performances in these past couple of years?
1: This will be my second year in Alpine. Last year we ended up ninety three in district and we were the third place team coming out of Coming out of district last year's performance, I had a pretty veteran squad. I had I, had, I graduated quite a few seniors last year, but I had a couple of a couple of seniors who had been playing together for a long time. So uh, my transition into Alpine was pretty easy. I, you know, it, it made my job pretty easy coming in this year. This year we have we have just two seniors out. We actually have three or four girls that have varsity experience. Everybody else either played JV or was playing junior high last year. So this year's—it's been fun, uh, for just for the simple reason to see that you know, see them grow on a, grow on a daily basis and and come together, come together with a team ch- chemistry has been really good. It's been really good. Uh, I'm gonna tell you that you know, I, I spent twenty years of my coaching career. Uh, all 21 years trying to get to Alpine. I've told this to a lot of people in the community. I've told the girls, I've told the school, this is my dream job. This is the Mecca for me, coming here to Alpine. You know, there's, there's nothing else like it, you know, just the pride, the tradition, the excellence, the winning that, you know, that has happened here in the past years, you know. This is where a coach should want to be at. I I work hard to try to make sure that I can add to that and and continue to be an Alpine Ladybug coach.
0: Whenever you're looking at the stat sheet, which areas jump out to you as the most crucial amongst your division in this level?
1: I guess when when we when I start looking at stats, two things that really jump out to me, especially with this team, that jump out to me is of course we always look at number one. I look at free throws. You know that that's a big one for us. Um, as fast as we play, we're gonna end up with a lot of free throws because we're aggressive and going to the basket. So free throws, and then of course on opposite side of it, that turnover ratio. So the assist to turnover ratio makes a big difference. How many assists can we pull out compared to the turnovers? We win. I know as a coach that when you play at, at the speed that we do, the turnovers are gonna happen. You're not gonna keep. A turnover free game. I wish it would happen. It'd be nice, but we try to limit it as much as we possibly can. So I don't really put too much emphasis into shooting percentages. The girls have a green light. I tell them every day, so if you're open, shoot. That's the only way you're going to score. Everybody on the team. I say, if you got an open shot, you shoot the ball. So we know that we're going to take more shots and within taking those more shots, your percentages are always going to drop. Our style of play is, you know, we kind of focus on, we want to try to shoot the ball about every 12 seconds so we have the ball. And then we want to jump back on defense. So the three stats that really I focus on, I guess, would be more on the defensive side. It's rebounding, assistance steals, and then we look at turnovers also. But uh, free throws are a big thing. We We really, really want to be great free throw shooters
0: there's no shot clock in y'all's league has have you ever ran into teams abusing that rule you know
1: i'm not gonna it's, it's very seldom that you do as far as like in the first quarter second quarter you know where they sit back and they make you come out i'm not one of those coaches you know we play the game for a reason now don't don't by all means if it's to my advantage I would definitely I would definitely use it I don't think I would abuse it as far as just sitting out there and wasting time but if it gets down to the fourth quarter and we got the lead of course yeah we want to we want to slow down and we want to spread the floor out we want to take as much time off we can but in this area you really don't run into it I mean everybody kind of plays a, a speed kind of upscale type of game so they want to go from the start to the end so I don't I don't want to say that I've seen anybody abuse it but I definitely would use it to my advantage also.
0: Yeah, I've seen scorelines a few years ago of like high school women's games that's like 8 to 6. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's that, you know, I I don't want to say it's a bad thing because every coach has a different philosophy and if that's what, you know, if that's what you want to do with your team and your team's comfortable doing that and I I I would like to say if your community and schools comfortable with doing that because you can really catch a lot of slack for that kind of stuff, but but it's not something that that I want to do. If we can score 80, we want to score 80. We don't want to score eight.
0: (laughs) I remember whenever I came into your office, I saw some women's college hoops playing. Who are some leaders that you look to for inspiration on that level? Oh, I have several
1: friends in the coaching community that uh out and about uh, division 3 coaches around division some division 2 coaches around that have kind of been my mentors over over the years, you know. A, a couple of them are, are retired now. There was a UTP coach called Coach Asino that that I used to look to a lot. I used to call a lot. He's not he's not there no more. My my mentors have always been high school coaches, you know. One of the reasons I love going to coaching coaching school in the in the in the summer is because I get to connect with those coaches. I get to sit down and we get to talk and we get to look at you know, get on the board and draw stuff up and you know, they get to tell me what they're doing and how they're doing things and and I'm always constantly you know, the reason I was watching that college game when you came in the other day and I don't watch a whole lot of division one. It doesn't it doesn't really transfer over to what you know our size of school is doing. I like to watch the Division three, Division two, you know, the smaller school stuff because the way the coaches play the game and the way they do things with their kids is more is more applicable to what I'm trying to do on my side. So, but I'm constantly trying to learn. You know, I'm either I'm calling a coach. Um, I'm YouTube and stuff. You know, YouTube is a is a coach's best friend. You know, YouTube's one of the best things that they ever did for coaches. You know, it's out there, but I'm always trying to talk talk to people about it. So my mentors have been more of uh, my colleagues just around the coaching school here in the high school level
0: and I describe your team as really tough and physical whenever I watch them out there do you have certain drills you run stuff you do to, to teach that
1: absolutely so if you talk to the girls the one thing if, if, if you ask a girls hey what does the coach tell you most I, I'm gonna probably gonna guess they're gonna say compete you know that's a, that's a word that I, I try to use on a daily basis at every practice we talk about competing all the time we try to make our practices as competitive as we possibly can we want to be physical with ourselves you know just so that it transfers over the games we do a whole lot i want to say probably 75 percent of my of my practice is transition transition drills where we're getting up and down the court and we're playing against each other trying to compete against each other and then the rest of it would be you know we, we do a lot of defensive stuff also on that side i've had to Here the last three or four weeks, I've had to kind of back off that kind of stuff because as you know, we've had four girls out with ankle injuries which makes a difference on, on some of the drills that I could do in practice, trying to make sure that they stay healthy. So we've kind of we kinda, we've kinda had to ease off of it a little bit now, but now that we're a little bit more healthy, we definitely started to focus on, hey, let's compete. It's hard to ask the girls to get out there and compete and play hard against teams if you're not doing it in practice and you're not doing it yourself. So we're definitely, me as a coach, I'm definitely trying to step that up on a daily basis to make sure that we compete hard every day against each other.
0: So this is a little off topic. What are your favorite books or movies?
1: my my favorite books so I, I don't do a whole lot of reading of books mine would be more of magazines and stuff i um, i love to read anything sports related i'm very very big into into reading motivational Stuff. Um, I, I I like to sit back. I do, you know, and the girls know this. I talk about it to them all the time too. I do what I call, you know, uh, self re- self reflection stuff. And I and sometimes I'll 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 have a self reflection moment at night, and I'll I'll text it out to them on the remind app to them, let them know what I'm thinking about. So, I like to look into anything that, that I can read that's gonna. Gonna help build me not only as 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 a person, but also uh, also as a coach. So I look into a lot of motivational stuff. I'm not a big movie guy. I, I, most of the TV that I watch is either sports related. You know, uh, I don't really do a lot of whole whole bunch of movie stuff. But I'll tell you this: I am a podcast fan. I, I I'm on the road listening to podcasts. When we're on the bus going to games, I'm listening to a podcast. Any any kind of podcast. You know, I'm, I really like again the motivational stuff, the sports stuff. I like to I, I really like to
0: hear all that kind of stuff. And, and that'll be a good segue to announce that all these interviews that we're doing with coaches around Alpine will be on a podcast network, Just Alpine Sports Podcast is what it'll be called. So look that up on anywhere you can find podcasts. You can listen to this one again, or check out some of the other coaches that we'll be connecting with here in the near future. You talked about motivation, and I find that when people are often thinking about those things and... and thinking about self reflection that they can articulate that to their players and coaches so i mean what do your halftime speeches look like are they are they movie worthy
1: <laughs> um if you ask the girls they'll probably tell you no <laughs> the girls will probably tell you no um it just depends uh it depends on how the game's going you know what what i feel the flow of the game needs to be uh where i think our state of mind is you know, if we come into, uh, for example, the Crane game, the Crane game, that was a tough halftime speech. You know, there wasn't really a whole lot to, to go in there and, and just, you know, to rant about. Mostly it was about, hey, what, you know, how hard can we play? You know, how much pride do we have? You know, can we compete? Can we step it up? So I'm, I'm sure I've had a few movie. Movie-themed halftime speeches here and there before, but yes, I'll always try to go. I'll always try to go in there and and regardless of the, what the situation is, of course, we always try to we always try to hit on hey what we're doing wrong. But at the same time, I always want to make sure that I hit on hey this is what we're doing right, and not only this is what we're doing right, but can you come together? As a team, and and do the little things that's going to help your team win. So a lot of my motivational stuff at halftime has to do with that. I'm I, I don't sit back and harp on negative stuff a whole lot. I, I guess I really don't know. When you have one of the girls on here, you can ask them that question, and they'll will probably be random. They'll probably tell you, "Well, Coach talks so much. He's long winded. He, you know, he, he gets red real fast. He gets mad. He, you know, he he rants on about stuff." That's probably what they're going to tell you.
0: You're also coaching the softball team. Yes, sir. What's your outlook? this
1: season. Oh I'm 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 really excited about it. The tradition here. Of course so all tradition of all Alpine sports is, is a winning tradition, you know, but uh softball is a really big tradition here, you know. Um they've been really good for for very many years. You know, there was a there was a there was a split there for, you know, five or six years where they struggled a little bit, but the community does a real good job here on the softball side as far as you know as far as building these these young ladies getting them ready for for high school softball I'm, I'm excited about this year we're going to have a very a very very talented squad this year we have we have uh, several pitchers that are, are going to be really good we're going to be solid all the way around the infield and outfield and uh, we're, we're going to be really good on the stakes this year really good so I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not looking past basketball yet, but I really want to finish on a successful note on basketball. But uh, we'll kick off. We'll I, I'll actually kick off softball on January twelfth. So about mid season through basketball, I'll be I'll be doing basketball practices, and then when I get done, I got to run the softball field because we'll actually start doing softball also.
0: Oh wow! And I'm looking forward to softball and the rest of the season for basketball. Thank you so much for coming in. Today, Coach
1: Thank you for having me. It's always it's always a, a pleasure to come and talk to you, Ryan. Not only that, but just for what the radio station does for the community, and for the kids. We we really truly appreciate getting it out there so that the people that can't make it can hear and they also keep up with, you know, how the school and stuff is going. So you guys do a really good job, so I appreciate you
0: guys. And his Lady Bucks team is set to face off against Stanton January second at six thirty PM at home. Be there or be square. And this is Ramblin' Ryan Wild signing off.